And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody, welcome to New York Talk, this is the Rother United podcast, uh, we've mocked all the tears from Wednesday night, um, and we're going to look forward, we have the fixture list that's been released on Thursday morning, the exciting Carabao Cup draw, and we have our second signing of the season, our first signing of the week, um, coming late Thursday evening, so thank you to the club for announcing that before we start recording, we appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> we will cover all that. Um, I don't know if we'll get. If anybody didn't watch it, we did. We did the, an instant reaction on Icky and Smith leaving on YouTube. So if you want to go and have a look at that, I don't know whether we'll cover that tonight. Um, we will see. We'll see if we cover it a bit more later on. I don't know. See how we feel. Mick, how are we doing on this hot Thursday evening? Yeah, uh, hot. Hot. Um, I'm going to try and look bothered tonight because uh, I was yeah. uh, told last night that I tried really, really hard to not look bothered, despite not. Can we bothered. address? Can we address the fact that one of the Wednesday fans referred to you as right wing Mick? Well, uh, you see, I'm not. I, the, the irony of that is not lost <laughs> on me. Um, you know, judging somebody on their appearance, Skinner. By calling them right wing, you know. I mean, <laughs> what, what can I say? I don't know where that came from. That just that that was really weird. I really enjoyed it. They've got Miller Mick. He is right wing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I yeah. have played there in the time occasionally, many many years ago. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. Um, so if you want some therapy on that, go back and watch that because it's. I don't know what it is to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> there's there. one word for it. Yeah, there's one word. But we can move on because we have a championship scene to look forward to. Nobody doesn't. You've got to bear that in mind when looking at these kind of things. Uh, Danny's with us. Danny, I should have introduced you. Sorry, I forgot to introduce you. Thank you for joining us, Danny. No worries at all. I'm still having a quiet giggle to myself about how many whoppers we caught last night on that podcast. Good grief. I think we had 
we had a fair number watching live, and I think roughly 75% of them were Wednesday fans, which was quite funny. Um, but, you know, it's all all right now. We've got an absolutely exquisite signing through the door. We've got our championship fixture list, and we've got the Carabao Cup. We don't have to faff about with the FL Trophy anymore. We will stay champions until the next time we compete in that trophy because it doesn't matter who follows the team that's been promoted winning it, does it? Because technically, it's still ours, isn't it? Still ours. Yeah. That's what the world seems to be doing, following Rotherham. You know, we win the trophy, they've got everybody else just tries and wins it. That's just how things work. Um, let's see what we've got with us. John Inch with us, Gav Grundy, uh, Stephen Thomas, Rhys Kellogg, Theo Liversidge, Kim Haywood, Scott Grundy's with us, Essex Four Miller, Powermad, Harvey Kellwick, Russ Vernon, Oliver Out, Paul Brock. There's loads of you with us tonight. Uh, it's nice, I'm gonna lie. I know we've, this is, there are less people tonight, which is which I enjoy because I think you're all Rotherham fans, which I'm quite <laughs> enjoying. Last night we did them with lots, lots of other people. So it's nice to have a Rotherham chat today. It will be just Rotherham United stuff. So let's start with the fixture list. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, what league is that for, Matt? I think, let me just check. Hang on, bear with. It says Sky Bet Championship. Right. Ooh. Okay. Right. Are we in that? That's, that? that's the second division of English football, not the third, right? <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> like we said, we're glad there's no Wednesday fans out. We're just putting jokes out to try and wind Wednesday <laughs> fans up now. <laughs> uh, Brill. Uh, but yeah, how excited? We'll go into some more detail, Mick, but how excited? Are you look, just looking at the. It, the thing is, we fix this. Technically, it means nothing when they're released, but. It is sort of exciting to look at the fixtures that are coming when they are and things such as that. Or are you misery guts? No, I'm not. No, I, to be honest with you, and this sounds really ridiculous, and I'm, I'm, I'm almost loath to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. It, it feels like our rightful place now because of the way the work that's been done at this club over the last 12 years. It feels like the place where we deserve to be. For, in, my, in my mind, I know I'm biased and I know it's a bit pathetic and, and whatever else you want to call it. Um, but the club itself, not necessarily the team, and you know, the, not the on pitch um, side of it necessarily, but certainly the off pitch side of it. It's a championship club. There's no, there's no question about that in my mind. Uh, we're just going to make it happen on the pitch uh, and try and consolidate our, our our place in in the league that I think is is, is where we should be. I'm happy with it. It's fantastic. It's great to look down that list and see. The teams of, of the caliber that we're going to be playing this season, um, it's brilliant. It's a massive club, massive, absolutely massive. There are some issues with it. Um, Brian Vernon points out, and I've, I've picked up on all of these Burnley, Preston, North End, and Sunderland all midweek away games. This will be the third time in a row that we've played Sunderland away and a midweek game mm. whenever we've played them. And I just, it's just. I, I, I struggle to get to away games. I've still not been to Sunderland because we keep playing in <laughs> midweek. And that's really frustrating me, that. Uh, but I suppose there's no Pompeys on midweek, Danny. And I suppose that's mm. a trade-off for them, maybe. Yeah. And, I mean, um, the last two midweeks away at Sunderland, we've drawn them both 1-1, haven't we? So, um, might, maybe maybe third time's the charm. Uh, but I'm absolutely gutted with Sunderland because it's on a Wednesday, which means yeah. I can't go because I'm, I'm at work and be at work day after, which is a shame. <laughs> and it's the day after my birthday, which is also a shame, oh. which means I can't go. But i tell you what, Birmingham at home weekend before my birthday, ooh, that should be nice. <laughs> nice and tasty, that one. Um, but yeah, it's good that we haven't got, well, I think Sunderland's probably the, the longest midweek we've got so far, mm. barring any changes to 
to anything due to cup fixtures and stuff. Burnley and Preston's not too bad because they're only over the Pennines in Lancashire, which isn't too bad. Um, I, I think we've gone, we've got quite lucky with midweek away days. There's only Sunderland, and it's like well enough. It's Blackpool uh, midweek. No, um, that's in Pullman February. That's away. That's away in February. A lovely, a lovely February day in Blackpool. Let me fancy that. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we did October last time, didn't we? There's not much difference. True, that's true. Um, but I do like the championship this season because it, it all seems like weirdly compact. You know, there's no like massive outliers like there was with Plymouth and Portsmouth and and such. I'd probably say Sunderland is the biggest outlier of the lot because everybody else has got motorways nearby, which is nice. <laughs> they're not like Ipswich and they're in the middle of nowhere where you can't get to it unless you want a back road. Like um, screen that don't really exist as a place. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I, I feel I feel for the Wednesday fans getting to Forest Green. I hope they've got the sat navs ready. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm quite happy with the championship this year. It, it, and especially the uh, the lineup of fixtures. November's not nice um, with, with the three in there, but yeah, it's quite nice. I think we've done well. Got it's reading sort of on Tuesday night as well, haven't we? Reading on Tuesday night, yeah. Mm. But anyway, um, yeah, we've got Norwich. Norwich is, a, is Easter Monday, a three o'clock kickoff, which is not bad. To be fair, you'd prefer on Good Friday, but that's how it, that's how it goes, I suppose. The thing is with the Championship this year, Mick. I know you've got Burnley coming down or a Premier League club, but you don't have any. Oh my God, they are a huge team. Young Aston Villa with who had Jack Grealish at the time. You haven't got Leeds United or Marcelo Bielsa's Leeds United. There's no, oh my God, they are an amazing team. You've got, got Burnley with Vincent Company. We don't know that. That may be amazing. It might not be. There's no sort of teams where you go, Jesus, we're in the big time. There's no there's no scary teams, is there? As much as they are big, there's no scary teams. Maybe Norwich, because of how well they do in the championship. But Different managers, yeah. though, isn't it? So we don't know what's yeah. happening with them either. There's there's lot there's lots on the teams that have come down. There's huge question marks. Obviously Watford, they'll not they'll change their manager by the time we finish this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. And I, I just need to correct you there just on one thing because uh, the BBC have already BBC have already renamed them to be Vincent Companies Burnley. So and you, they? Yeah, you need, oh, to, no. you need to get that, make a note of that, and uh, make sure that you don't uh, don't slip up with that one again. Yeah, I mean, there's some big clubs in in this division. Everybody's a big club compared to us, mm. you know. Perhaps with the exception of, of kind of, and, and again, I, I have no disrespect in this, but perhaps with the exception of the likes of maybe Luton uh, and us, that, that's probably about it. Really, everybody else is a, a big club in inverted commas. Uh, but we've got—I don't think we've got nothing, anything to fear. I genuinely don't. Um, I think it's um, I just. Let's look forward to it. Let's enjoy it. At least we're going to be there to see it this time. Well, that's it. Mm. This is the this is our first championship season that we've that we've actually physically been to since what 2019. Yeah. We yeah. got really good. Um, that, that's very good. John Morell comes back at me saying, "Behave, Matt Norwich and Watford will be battering teams week in week out." <laughs> Let's wait and see. You know what I mean? There's there's huge question marks on Norwich. They haven't got Brendan like they had last time. They ain't got Countwell like they had last time. They've got Pookie who's two years older than he was last time. There's a lot of question marks on Norwich City for me. A lot of question marks. Watford, yeah, they, Watford will go up because they'll sack, sack three managers until they get the right one. So Watford will probably go up. But there will be times this season where Watford are more than vulnerable. So that's that's sort of what I mean by that. You know, So let's see. 
Brian Vernon also points out a few teams with points deductions possibly hanging over them. Yeah, there's Reading potential, although last season Bristol City are rumored to be accepting a points deduction. It's going to be interesting. Down in the Championship is always interesting. Mm. Um, but the, right now, there's no amazing teams and there's no really crap teams, it seems. Yeah, they also, like I say, it's, it's, a, um, it's a very compact championship, which is great because it'll mean it's a really competitive division. I don't think you'll have the likes of Fulham did last season. You won't have a team like that who's absolutely pasting teams week in, week out. I think it will be a lot tighter than people give it credit for. Um, and I think it all falls down to, oh, will we be competitive enough to get over that red line? Mm. Um, and I don't want to put my predictions on the table too quickly, but so far, yes, I think so. Recruit with with the asterisks on recruitment, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we seem to be attracting the right sort of players, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later. But if you're attracting a player like Kyoso, who's had a fantastic season at MK in League One. And then a very solid season in the Championship with Luton, both sides of the January window. If we're attracting those sort of players, we could do very, very well this season. Um, but I agree, there's no team that like jumps off the page like, "Oh, that'll be that." They're a big, scary team. You know, they'll they'll take this um, this season by the horns and ride the bull mm. to the Premier League. You know, and I think this season. It's probably our best chance because we are set up correctly to really take this championship season by the horns, literally, and um, and give it a good shoeing. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I honestly think this might be me being too optimistic or what, but I honestly think we will surprise a few teams this season. Probably before New Year, we will surprise a few teams with how we play, and. You know, you know, there might be some shock results in there early on. Later in the season, we might have our occasional drop-off, you know, because that's what we do. But I think early on, we'll, we'll surprise a few. I really do. Yeah. It's not a phrase I'm familiar with, that, Danny, take, taking something by the horns and giving it a shoo-in. <laughs> well, well, come across. <laughs> yeah, OK. Um, it was a very strange ride at Blackpool, that, mate. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not just us getting excited. Will Robux, I, 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 anybody watched the fixture release on Sky Sports News earlier when it came out at nine o'clock, the Lee Hendry, and we all, well, none of us here are Lee Hendry fans. Let's get that front and centre. But Lee Hendry thinks that we are going to survive. Um, and he won't be the only one that thinks that based on the last time in the Championship. I think we get, I think we get a lot of sympathy pundits from last time in the Championship, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, well, but you look at, you've got, we've got Johnny as a Birmingham fan, we've got Reading. And Bristol, potentially Bristol City, oh, I think they'll probably be all right. There's huge question marks over. Let's talk about our, our potential rivals. Birmingham is an absolute shower at the minute in terms of ownership, players, and manager. The manager, Lee Bully, is still there. Will he still be there in time for the championship? Reading have got Paul Ince, who I don't think I could rate him any less as, as a manager. Mm. And he's got to do a really hard job. To, even if even if in a full squad, it would be a hard job because they're not yeah. flush with one at the minute. So, You've got a couple of teams down there saying, right, that's maybe who we should be aiming for as, as maybe our rivals. Yeah, I mean, as, as far as Reading are concerned, things are coming on to roost now and and I, I have no issue. I know, I mean, I ended up on the Reading podcast last time, last time we were in Championship trying to, having to explain myself and I have no issue with Reading supporters or anything else or, or Reading as a club. However, the way it's been run um, is, 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 is just, 
just an outrage really in terms of you know the, the, the financial shenanigans that have gone on so hopefully it'll come home to roost for, for the 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 owners of that club not not for the fans I don't wish that on anybody um so yeah they're gonna have the, they're gonna have their issues and it's coming home to roost John I'm sure would tell us more about Birmingham than we already know but um Lawrence Bassini who has been the man <laughs> mentioned in this takeover um, of theirs. I don't know whether he's still involved in that. If he is, I can absolutely guarantee that you can almost absolutely guarantee that Birmingham will be down there uh, or bust uh, because he is just an absolute shambles, that man. An absolute shambles. Um, so it's a, they're, they're, obviously Birmingham are in, in trouble at the moment pre season. Yeah, yeah. um, but but they're, again, they're a big club, they're a massive club and, and if somebody comes in and, 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 and makes all the right noises with the right amount of money, they'll be nowhere near, you know, mm. because you would think, you would think. Listen, I don't think it's going to be easy, is it? But we no. all know, and I keep saying this every time we talk about a championship, the gap is tiny. The gap between bottom almost, usually bottom, but certainly second bottom and fourth in terms of quality, is, is not massive. It is not massive at all. Um, and we found that every time we've been up there and we've fallen short every time. And, and clearly, deservedly so, because it's 46 games. So, um, But we're getting better every time. So hopefully we'll have learned our lessons and um, if the recruitment is right, which I've no reason to suspect that it won't be, I think we'll be all right. Mm. Uh, Will Robux has thoughts on Blackpool and Luton being down there. That may be controversial. I think Blackpool's a good shout. Change of manager, lost the manager, and Neil Critchell's gone out, who did an amazing job. Strangely, a bit like so other people, he's taken a backward step to be an assistant manager at Aston Villa. Um, very strange, but whatever suits him best, um, I suppose. I, I would be upset as a Blackpool fan. Um, and John Morrell points out on the Reading situation, Reading have like five players at the minute, and that's not going to improve massively um yeah power med uk says we need to focus on ourselves and have confidence in the lads yeah, yeah i think mm. that's a good point let's let's look at that then let's look at our fixtures danny let's start the first well let's call it the first month no, we played july but let's say the first month of fixtures july and august we start home to swansea away to coventry home to reading away to preston away to qpr home to birmingham and then finish off August away to Sunderland. If you want to chuck Watford in there at home as the last game before the international break, that might be a better stopping point, to be honest with you. Um, other than Watford, you would say though they are all teams that are unlikely to be unbeatable. Maybe we're seeing on Swansea. Um, but there are certainly... Well, every single one of those games is winnable. We're just not going to win them all. But they are all winnable games, aren't they? Yeah, um, I think the um, <clears throat> the only two that really stand off as a bit, you know, could go either way, a bit 50-50 are, like you say, Swansea and Watford. Um, I mean, Coventry, potentially, Reading potentially, Preston potentially, QPR, we've got a little bit of experience with them <clears throat> from the FA Cup last season. Um, so we might be able to work them out a bit more. Birmingham... Yeah, potentially, and Sunderland. I think they've still got a little bit of PTSD from their last trip to to New York Stadium. So I think they're thankful it's away for the first meeting this time. Yeah, um, yeah it should be a very interesting month. It's that month where we sort of find a feet, get the rhythm going, and um, 
you sort of learn roughly where you stand in terms of what formation you're going to use and tactics potentially around the start of September, Mark. That's what we did last season. Could be doing the same this season. Um, it still seems a little bit weird seeing July as our first fixture. Yeah. It's I still keep thinking, if we made a mistake, and that's like our last pre-season game or something. Um, so it still, still seems a little bit weird, but you know, circumstances are what they are with the World Cup. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to August. It should be a should be an exciting month learning where we stand with it all. It's it's an eleven month season, and I don't think that's ever happened before. Uh, we're starting starting July, finishing May. The only, like, the only month we're not playing is June. Um, <laughs> yeah, people are right. These four seasons get longer and longer. I suppose, don't they? Um, Mick, again from that first spell, is there anything else? Is there anything that jumps out? Where you think? Do you know what they people are tipping Preston? Preston are tipped to be people's sort of dark horses, but I'm not sure. I've not seen any signs that excite me from their point of view. What, what do you think? So far? What do you think? I, I understand that they are the, the owners are pumping money into the club with new share issues right. quite regularly. Um, wow, that's going to pan out. Whether that's going to pan out in terms of um recruitment or whether that's just to keep them afloat, who knows. Um, but uh, that that appears to be happening. I've not heard anything about about, about Preston particularly that excites me. Um, Swansea first game at home, that is as tough a test as you're going to get, um, unless of, with the exception of probably the the, the, the clubs coming down from uh, the Premier League. Um, What's that manager? Swansea. Yeah. I don't know. Well, well, don't ask me. Why would you ask me that? Some bloke, I, I do not survive this. Oh, it's Russell Martin in the MK Dons, the abandoned oh, MK Dons day one last year. Yeah, of course they did. They nicked him, didn't they? Yeah, um, yeah. So it's going to be a tough start. It's going to be a tough start, but the manager does it. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Was it in for his green at home or away? <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, you know, that's true. Just very, live very it, true. enjoy it. Um, Stephen Thomas says, "Hit the ground running, Danny. How important is it?" That we don't go seven games without a without the win at the start of the season. Does that matter? Is it, is it? Would it be ideal? What do you think? I think um, if you hit the ground running, it does give you that big confidence boost to to kick on for the rest of the season. I know in League One we had a little bit of a staggered August, but we did put in some good performances and found feet in September. And I think if we try and attack it with the same mindset of you know, try and <clears throat> get some very positive results in that time, it will give us a big confidence boost. And I think with a team where we have lost two of our standout players in League One to the ones up the road and, you know, we've got another another defender who's been here for a while who's now moved on to Harrogate and potentially other clubs swooping for other players that we don't know of yet. It should it we should try and get a really good positive start not just for ourselves, but also just to just to give the confidence to the players, like, yeah, we can do this. You should stick around and, and see this out because this could be something special. You know, and I think that's what a couple of players have missed. This could have been a special season, both for them and for the club. But the players who are sticking around could be part of something special this season, but it all hinges on a positive start. A positive start could see us could see us racking up a few points and a bit of confidence. But like you say, if we if we don't win in the first seven, that's when the question marks come up, which I don't want to see. One of, one of the things you have lost in those two players, um, 
and 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 which is not present amongst probably the bulk of the remainder of the squad, with the exception of the odd one or two, um, is is baggage. The baggage of two um, of two failures in the championship. I said this last night. Um, three, it's three, maybe three, three failures. Yeah. Mm. So 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 in their heads, in their minds, you know, they're always not going to be on the back. They would have always been on the back foot right from the start. Two key positions, two mm. key, absolutely vital positions. You know, centre back and 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 goal scorer in inverted commas. Um, you know, then they 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 are carrying that baggage of, of of three relegations and three failures at this level. So you know, we've got rid of that. We've got Woody still in there, who's who's a big enough man and a more experienced, more an experienced enough player to be able to deal with that. Um, but That's the rest well. of the squad, in reality, yeah, there were most of them. The bulk of them were there last time, but we were we, we were last day. And it wasn't a proper season. No, really. No, it wasn't absolutely, and it was a last day, um, free goal almost, weren't it? The centre's down, mm. you know, a deflected goal. So, yeah, it's um, it's interesting. It's interesting. You know, you you, you do you look through that squad, and obviously Victor's still there. You know, Barlas is still there. Wilds is still there. But Vickers, Vickers, the the the, the play from from the sort of. Last four years of up down up down, yeah. there's very little left, and those two were two of the two that were left. So, you know, maybe mm. that's going to be uh, another another positive to take out of out of it. Yeah, drummer else. You think you're probably right, drummer else. Haven't you got mostly relegated team last time? No, I think well, Smith and Icky have gone. We released Freddie. We released Angus. Uh, we lost obviously Crooksy last time, uh, last summer. But surprisingly, it has been a quite high turn. When you actually look at it, you don't feel like it really, to be honest with you. But it has, since the relegation, we, we, has been we've still got Chio as well, but he didn't play off at season, did he? So he'll yeah. be chomping at bits of a good start as well. We, yeah. We've probably got four or five players who were regulars that season, and the rest are either new or back from injury or, or whatever, and don't, mm. don't sort of bear those scars. So it's probably not even four or five, is it? It's literally yeah. Woody. Wilesy, <laughs> well, yeah, sorry from last time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and Dan so yeah, Harding, Wes, and Wes, ah, yeah, yeah. But, but you look um, at those players as individuals and, and mentally, they, for me, having I mean, well, we, we spoke to a couple of them, and and, and you know, they, they, they are mentally a lot stronger in my mind, they are less confidence players. Than, yeah. than certainly the two that have left yesterday. Ick is one of the most confidence-based defenders I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. You know, you, so, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Whereas Woody doesn't really have that, does he? No. Woody, does he Woody misses ball, he'll just get man next time. I'll not worry about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just give a shout-out to Richard, Richard Wood running a mile yes. in five minutes and 17 seconds? That's that is exceptional, incredible. I mean, it's mad. That's mad. He's thirty six, nearly thirty seven. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He drew an audience at the training ground as well. He saw <laughs> pictures of players hanging out of windows, going, "Is he finished yet?" And he's just—it's incredible. Five minutes, seventeen seconds. I mean, I dread to think how long it took me to run a mile. I'd probably be like five hours and seventeen minutes. Never mind, five minutes, seventeen seconds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but it's one of those areas we've still got to improve on. Uh, John Merrill mentioned it again. To be honest, I've got six, we've got 600-year-old Woody at centre-back <laughs> against someone like Troy Deeney for us. They'll be licking his lips, surely. Yeah, it's certainly we've got, we've got to replace Icky's speed. Icky's main attribute we're going to lose yeah. if the Woody is his, is his pace, his ability to recover from the mistake he's, from the mistake he's just made. Um, so that that's, that's a slight issue, but I don't think it's catastrophic. Uh, Woody, again, Woody's strong. If we, if we do play a back three... That protects Woody. Woody gets a lot of stick from people outside this club, to be honest with you. I think he's massively underrated for people who aren't a Robin United fan, I think, anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's incredibly fit. Incredibly fit. Incredibly mm. fit. However, he's not he's, he's, he's not got the pace. But uh, to be fair, John, him and Troy Deeney will probably look both there in the pipe and slippers. They're both the same age, aren't they? <laughs> 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 They'll, they'll be swapping war stories. No, I'm playing football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Woody will get sent off twice this season. I'm absolutely certain of it. But we've got to have people in there. That, that's that's the key area of recruitment, which we'll come on to in a moment. Um, the concern of the fixed list, because it's not a massive concern, but the last month of the season is very tricky. We talked about the first seven. The last run of games in April, you got Hull on the 1st of April, West Brom on Good Friday. Norwich on Easter Monday, Luton, Burnley, Bristol City, Middlesbrough and Wigan. Mm. Now, as we see at the start of the season, there is at least three of those, at least three of those that we'll be expecting to be promoted. You could maybe add Hull in there, you could maybe add Bristol City or Middlesbrough in there. That's a hell of a tough run at a crucial time of the season. I refer you back, and I know it's on a lower level, but I refer you back to last season just gone. And, you know, when the fixtures came out, we looked at that mm. final month and thought, wow, we've got some of the bigger teams in the division in our running, and we probably have the most difficult running out of the lot, possibly with the exception of McDonald's. Um, so it doesn't matter. For me, in, in my mind, whatever the season is, whatever division you are, one of the one of the first things you look at is that last month of the season, and you always cringe. You always think, "Oh, we've got them, we've got them." No matter who it is, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, there's some big clubs in there, but like I said to you earlier on, they're pretty much all big clubs in this division. So, and, and, and none of us know which one of those, because at least one of those will be either on beach or struggling. You know, one of them might already be promoted. They might all be struggling. We might be above them all. We might be below them all. You, you just don't know. So, it, on paper at the moment, yeah, it looks tough, but let's wait while April. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, dates of the diary is the only derby, or you can, if you, you can count Huddersfield if you want, but the only South Yorkshire derby <laughs> is Sheffield United. We host, the, oh, sorry, we go to Bramall Lane on the 10th of September, and then they come to New York Stadium on the 4th of February. I don't know if that could be changed because the FA Cup fourth round, that's something we will investigate as the episode goes on. Um, if you're interested, we have Huddersfield on the 29th at the John Smiths, or whatever it's called, and we host them on the 15th uh, as well. Any other any other t- fixtures, Danny, or any other games, any other teams that sort of stand out to you this, for this uh, in this fixture list? Um... Mill all the way on New Year's Day. That should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did think that one. That's uh, maybe not Can I get that one Although what I could do <laughs> is pop down there and see some of my right wing friends. I'm sure. Sorry. 
should have just thought of that. Weren't were, were yeah. Millwall voted the Community Club of the Year last year as well? Uh, they have won it in the past. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's Mick getting uh, told off again. <laughs> yeah, this is why we can't have nice things like players coming on, Mick. Oh, we can't have it because of this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Millwall's Mill a stink. Wigan, Wigan, the last day of the season, I think both us and Wigan will be happy with that, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, it's one of those strange ones, unless it ends up being a scrap for who stays up and who goes down. Then we will absolutely hate that fixture. Yeah, we will. But I prefer to play in Wigan than Burnley, and they'll they'll think exactly yeah. the same for Rotherham than Burnley. Um, yeah, right. We are going to have a quick word from Manscaped, who are giving us some nice products, and then we will back to talk about the Carabao Cup goal, which I know you're all begging for us to talk about, uh, and the signings that has happened, and what Danny found on his trip to Roundwood today. See you in a minute. So we're here today to talk to you about Manscaped's brand new product they've brought out to try and revolutionise men's boxers. The boxers are 2.0 and they have kindly sent us a couple of things to have a look and see what we think of them. Uh, so we thought we'd just open them and show you. First of all, I've got mine, LFA, which means the boss. Thank you very much, Manscaped. Uh, they feel lovely, uh, to be honest with you. I'm a, I'm a, I can't wait to try them on. Daniel, what do we have? What, what are they giving you? Well... Obviously, yours is the boss, um, but I don't know what they're trying to say about mine because mine are called the Kingpin. Um, I don't know why, but this is my design. Again, very nice. Reminds me a little bit of Rotherham's third kit from a couple of seasons ago. So these will definitely be coming on away days with me. But they feel lovely. Mm. You know, it might have something to do with the anti-chafing technology that they've got now, but they feel really nice. There's no tag on it, so there's no irritation, which is fantastic. Um, Mick, what do you think to yours? Well, I'll tell you what I think to mine, shall I? Because yeah. obviously, mate, you're the boss, you're the kingpin. You've taken all my, all my, all the stuff I was going to say about my silver fox <laughs> boxer shorts. So I was just taking Mickey out of me, I think, and, and I understand that. I don't blame you, but uh, yeah, they are lovely. They're really nice. I like them. There you go. Well, mate, the key feature is the jewel fox is the jewel pouch, um, which is the front which. Oh, you like use your imagination, not that small, but it's very, very good. Benjamin, for your jewels. Uh, yeah, I've got the golden nugget, but I think there's uh, been a bit of a, bit of a mix-up because I've got mine on. Um, so we you know we're told so, you we're going to open them together and have a look. Didn't happen, did it? No, happen, I've got mine on. Uh, I can't say they're comfy, really? so I highly recommend them. Is it the satin waistband, which is uh, very comfortable as well? No, it's a, it's a front fly opening. Okay. That's comfortable, <laughs> is it? Yeah, it is. So if you want to join Ben in enjoying some boxes and any of the wonderful products that Manscaped put out, go to manscaped.com, use the code NYT and I'll give you 20% free shipping and Ben highly recommend it. Nailed it. Ben did nail it. Um, so thank you very much Manscaped for continuing this important podcast. Um, shall we, I've just quick mentioned to Asai Tutu how, who has got a permanent move. Uh, Asai Tutu will not be going back to London that alone. Uh, I think it's Bochum. Am I right in saying it's Bochum he's gone to in Germany? Um, mm. it's a good move for him. It's a permanent move, first team football. Good luck. But does it too, Bochum still are? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, move, so it's yeah. a good move. It's a good move. Um, good standard in Germany. Um, Steve Adams asks Mick, Mick must be looking forward to seeing Gavin Ward again. It's exciting. I bet victories as well, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> Stephen, thank you very much for that. 
I, I mean, you know, it's summer, sun's out, there's no football on, we've got fixtures to talk, and all these happy, happy things, and and now I'm back in a dark place. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, do have to mention uh, your mate Bobby getting a promotion. I know, yeah. Hmm. I mean, I know. It's just listen. Let's let's save let's save that for the the season because we are going to have lots and lots and oh, lots to talk about from a refereeing yeah. point of view, aren't we? Yes. Um, uh, so who is it that's retired from Premier League refereeing to take over the Championship refereeing? I can't remember. I know you mean though. Uh, that guy went to the guy who messed up the Huddersfield penalties, John Moss. Uh, it could he's, well be, he's yeah. retiring, but I think he's staying within the structure of the PGMOL. Yeah. Uh, Cheryl Stone says, no, Trevor Kettle, that is true. He has retired for everybody's kettle free, which we're all big fans of. Future endeavours. Championships have got lots and lots of wannabe Trevors, haven't they? Mm. True, 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 true. Uh, Liam McGarry asks, Evening all, Danny, will there be anything new to come to the vlogs next season? Would like to see some interviews with fans. I suppose, Danny, mm. we should talk about what, what our plans are for next season. Just want yeah. everybody in on the secret. Yeah, well, um, of course, I am staying with the podcast now that my placement has finished. I've decided to stay on for another year, unlike some people. Um, who were associated with the football club, anyway. But yeah, um, so next year is my final year of uni, so... It might be a little bit more sporadic with the vlogs, you know, because, of course, midweek games, having to juggle around a unit timetable and stuff like that. But because I am doing a TV and radio module, I am going to experiment with a few things on the vlogs as well. Maybe a bit more of me on camera interviewing people and um, hopefully getting a bit more involved with um, player questions if we get any next season as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm quite excited for next season along those lines. So, hopefully the vlogs go onwards and upwards. Absolutely. Yeah, and we will be bringing back the scouting report. The, the brickworks are in place. I'm part of a WhatsApp group with other championship podcasts. So, we'll hopefully be getting more reaction from other fans, preview from other fans, learning about their team. We've already going to speak. We've already agreed a whole fan who's going to tell us a bit more about Tom Eves next week. Uh, we'll try and get some to talk about Kiel. So everybody we sign, we'll try and get some information for who they played with last. Because I like the information. I like to know about that. I think it's helpful. Uh, and also, we are going to be trying to do a post-match instant reaction at the ground. Um, we're going to be try actually trying it next week at Park Gate uh, after the Park Gate game. Um, so if one or two people want to let us know, if you fancy, fancy doing it, yeah. let us know. Contact us through DMs and Twitter or email, and basically we'll give it a go. We'll give it a go. Might turn out to be a right pile of old nonsense, but we'll give it a go. <laughs> um, bit like this, we'll bit like this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, let us know if you want to be involved in that net on, on the Park Gate game and future games. It's certainly we we'll do all the home games. I'm not sure we'll do all the away games because of stuff getting out there and whatnot. But certainly home games, we're looking at doing that. So keep an eye out, keep your eyes peeled for stuff like that. Carabao Cup news, the big one. I know you're all excited. Um, <laughs> Port Vale are the team we will be uh, <laughs> we're going to going to visit when losing um, to the uh, <laughs> August. I mean, I like the Carabao Cup, Danny, when it's at home because it's almost like a preseason friendly. It's a little bit of a free hit, but 
Again, I struggle to like midweek games. I, I'm not going to put off on a Tuesday night. I wouldn't want to go in if it on a Saturday, to be honest with you, but it's just, it's a crap draw, to be honest with you. I think it's crap. What, what do you think? I think the only positive is that we um, get to reunite with Jamie Proctor because yes. uh, he signed a new deal with Port Vale. So we get to be reunited with him. And um, yeah, that might be the only positive to come out of the street, to be <laughs> fair. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not the best draw, but it's not an absolute stinker. You know, it's not Chef Wednesday at home, is it? Which I think we were all dreading after the recent news. Um, so yeah, it's just like it's it, it's just a yeah, all right sort of draw, mm. isn't it? It is. Mick, anything to add on that one? Uh, yeah, whatever. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I the schedule of the Carabao Cup is a bit strange and a bit odd this season. So you've got the first two rounds are normal. You have the first round on the week commencing the 8th, so 9th or 10th of played on, and the second round is the 23rd or 24th. The third round is not until November. There's almost, almost a month and a half between the second and the third round. Um, and then, I mean, we're not, we, don't, we won't get past the third round. That's just something to note uh, for that, really, that if we do make it past the second round, there's a massive wait. Um, <laughs> the FA Cup is unaffected by the World Cup. Uh, that starts standard as for us. It starts standardly in in January and so on and so on. But it's just the Carabao Cup that's worth uh, noting. If we lose to Bale, uh, what is it? What's relevant? My understanding whether the FA Cup started in sort of November time for league clubs is that not does that not apply to us? Not to us. No, 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 no. no. Why, why is that then, Matt? Because we're a well, massive club. Thing, that's why. Depending on you know how <laughs> successful you are as a football club, you know yeah. on the pitch, scoring yeah, yeah, yeah. goals, winning yeah. points, etc. You yeah, higher the division. If you're in a certain division, you don't have to go into the first two rounds of FA Cup. Oh, that's 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 good then. And obviously, I assume we've achieved that to uh, that level. Yeah, we have achieved that level. Yeah, some clubs don't achieve that level though, do they? Despite no. trying lots and lots of making lots and lots of <laughs> efforts to do so. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed that. Very yeah. good. Uh, Chris Sanderson says, "Can we have a jingle for the weekly Mick rant of the week?" <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> if anyone wants to make a jingle, we'll, we'll take it. We've, we've, <laughs> I need to, I need to contact the RUFC again, don't I? <laughs> I've asked him to do one for do, do us a new intro, but um, you know, it's probably just the Simpsons related. It's been busy with the musical, on it to be fair. Yeah, yeah, to be fair. And what a rip roaring success that has been as well. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable scenes, yeah. yeah. Uh, right, let's talk about the good news today. The good news, which has perked everybody right back up after the fixture release and after the nonsense of Wednesday night. Peter Cioso has been brought to the club. And you know what this marks? This is a landmark signing for the club. And the reason is, it's because of one that we talked about that actually happened. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Can't believe it. It's finally worked. And I'm going to prove that by putting up the breakdown for Kyoso on the screen. So... To give a bit, a bit, bit more detail of this, he's 22 year old. He was loaned to MK Dons last season, but came back to Luton in January and played the rest of the season. Uh, he had one year less contract now in a three year contract for us. He is a right wing back slash right full back. Um, his stats for McDonald's last season were 18 appearances, three goals, four assists, and his strength is his top football manager stat, Mick, which is interesting. <laughs> um, it's I'm not gonna lie, Danny. I know the name, and I, I've seen the, I've seen, the, I've seen his goals, and I've seen his actions. It wasn't something I was fully aware of, but then you look into him, and you say, "Do you know what? 
this is this could be a really really good signing. Yeah, <clears throat> I think so. I think when we first got linked to him, it were a bit, ooh, you know, you sort you sort of know the name, but you don't quite know where to place it. And then you saw a few highlights from our game at MK Don's place, and mm. it's like, oh, it's the one who was actually good against us in that fixture, right? Okay, um, yeah, he, he had a, a very good season. Uh, whilst he was on loan at MK Dons, like you said, three goals, four assists. Came back to the Championship to help Luton with their playoff running as well. Um, played a fair few minutes there. And um, I'm honestly quite surprised Luton have let him go. You know, I, I know I think he was in the last year of his contract there, but I'm honestly surprised they've not decided to, to carry on with him, to be honest. Um, still, more <laughs> it's a massive positive for us and... By the sounds of it, he's got massive uh, accolades from the different clubs yeah. he's played for. You've got uh, Bolton, Northampton, uh, MK Dons and Luton all singing his praises, which is quite rare for when we sign someone because normally they just call them crap and say, no, nah, nah, he's not as good as you think he is. But yeah, yeah we've got a lot of praise saying um, about Kyoso and a lot of praise saying we've got a good signing with him. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. quite excited to see what he does now. Yeah, me too, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, I think I feel to me Luton are one of those, a bit like us, where they could have kept him. But when the player wants to leave and they've sort of served their time, they're willing to let him go for bigger and better things. I'm not saying we're bigger and better things, but it's just an opportunity is what I meant to say. I'm bigger and better things. <laughs> uh, for, for an opportunity to play games. It's like if Jamie Lindsay was unhappy, we, I think we would have let him go in the summer, wouldn't we? And I think that's where that's where the comparison I would draw with Luton. I mean, that's why they'd let him go. Um, Mick, uh, I agree with Danny. When 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 IFC put that clip of him hitting post, I do remember that, and I remember him from that game. I didn't know his didn't know his name, but I remember him being very good. Yeah, 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 very much so. He's a very much a ball worn player, though, isn't he? You know, he's he's, he's like lightning, um, run through brick walls, um, in, in the in the sense that he's a grafter, you know, um, and and yeah. It seems like a nice lad as well. Seems like a lovely lad. So, you know, it, it, it ticks all the boxes. So, I've got a focus in this recruitment team. Sorry, Matt. I was just saying it's ambitious. What's the championship Yeah. He's done his homework on the club as well. You know, he's yeah. sort of looked at how we played against MK and how much hard work we put in both on, uh, on the pitch and presumably behind the scenes as well. And he's gone, I want to be a part of that, which is great. And it just goes to show the, um, I think the law is a bit strong, but it, it just goes to show how Paul Warren sells the club to players that makes want to sign for us. And um, and you, you look at the recent signings that Warren has made, it's players who want to do well for this team. And uh, I think Kioso is going to be one of them. He will work his absolute nance off for us, which is fantastic. And uh, I've just seen the, tom- the comment from Tom J. Brown about where he's going to mm. play. Yes. I agree. I think we've signed him as the wing-back to push Chio further up into his more island position, if mm. you like, which means there's a lot going to be a few more goal involvements with Chio. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Quarter a mil for every assist, half a mil extra for every goal. Yes, works, exactly. Yeah. But can I just say, we've got a right-hand side of Harding, of Harding Kyoso and Chio. That's exceptional That's for us, exciting. isn't it? That's exceptional. Quick I'm right in saying that Kyoso's quite quick, and I don't think he's lightning, but I think he's quick, isn't he? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's mm. quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if Bramble plays out on the left hand side, pace is exciting. And something for the, that you think about that we often struggled last time in the championship to get the ball up the pitch when we were under Koshy a little bit. And something that Ryan Williams was very good at, and these obviously aren't Ryan Williams players, but Ryan Williams was very good at taking the ball from our own half to the edge of the opposition box on a counter-attack. And nobody's had that pace since then. Nobody's had that lightning pace because obviously Chia wasn't there in the championship last time. We didn't have that, did we? But we didn't have that outlet. Mm. Both these can can do can have that outlet. And if we play Chia in a more advanced position, we've got that pace. We've got that ability to take the ball away from the danger zone and get us away from danger. Um, I think we, we've talked to Will last night. I think it, he, he's a bit concerned about both of those players defensively at the Championship. Um, but we've got a full pre-season. If you get him in now, you've got a full pre-season to work on that. Um, I think I, I think they, I think it's exciting. And mm. I said mm. that I haven't watched them play. That's, this is why this is the best time of the season. No one's gone wrong yet, has it? So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Do, you think, do you think, Mick, that means Harding is... Will be expected to play more of a centre back role, yeah. or do you think it will just be interchangeable with him and Kyoso? Possibly, but I think he's he's, he's more suited at centre back. Do you think me? I, I just think he is. I think he is. But there's going to be some more players to come in in, yeah. in that position, uh, quite clearly. Um, so you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what the next few days bring. But I, I suspect I don't even know whether he's going to play a back three or a back four. You know, we don't, we'll have to wait and yeah. see. Um, who knows? I suspect it will be a back three. I suspect Wes Harding will be one of that three. Uh, Woody will be one of that three as and when he plays, but he won't. I don't think there's any way that he's going to be playing 46 games this season. Mm. Uh, that's the fourth time pre season. I've said that pre season. <laughs> it's more than four. <laughs> I've been wrong on every one of them. But uh, yeah. yeah, for me, that's where I see Wes playing. Mm. Fair enough, and John Morell, Birmingham fan. It's good to have this, just good to have you with us, John. John says that Wes was a natural centre back all the way through the Birmingham Academy. Yeah, so mm. there you go. Um, I, I, th- yeah. I thought Harding was always better as the right side of centre back. Behind Chia was wing back. Mm-hmm. It sort of gave him a bit more defensive security on that right hand side. And yeah. if we and we sort of understand that Chia will be pushed up further, so it's Harding providing that defensive security, which will probably allow Kyoso to run his socks off on that mm. wing and couple that with Chia running his socks off on that wing, that right-hand side is going to be dangerous this season. Yeah. Just don't play Wes as left-hand side of a back three. That does not yes. work. <laughs> <laughs> Get a left-sided centre-back in, for Christ's sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nicholas Skidmore asks, how much do we think we've paid for Kyoso? So Peter Rhodes answers that we think we've paid him five pints of Madrid and some knobby nuts. Um, Danny, I know it's undisclosed. The Luton Luton account I saw reckoned it was somewhere between three and four hundred k, which feels like a lot to me. But uh, did you have have any information? Well, well, his um, his rumored market value. I don't know how update up up to date this is. Should I say because it's from transfer marks? But they've got him down as being roughly two hundred and seventy k. So if they reckon it's that three hundred k sounds roughly in the same ballpark as that. Uh, we've definitely not broken our transfer records, and our transfer records 400k plus add-ons for Freddie. Um, so I can understand them saying between three and 400. I think it is more towards 300 if that's the case. Jabo said he saw it around 175k. If that's the case, that's an absolute steal. 175k. Yes. Um, but 
I I think it could be if you factor in maybe add-ons, maybe between two fifty three three hundred k potentially. Which is, yeah, which is a, bad, a bit of a sell. I don't think. Yeah, and, and I mean yeah. even for that, that's not a bad value for a player of his quality either. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna make a joke about being paid money, but I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna be the bigger man and not make a joke. <laughs> Mick, Mick, do you want to take the joke or should we leave it? No, no, let's, 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 that one just trying to work out how many weeks' wages that is, but it's fine, we'll just move on. Um, <laughs> uh, S64 Miller points out the song that has been brought up. Uh, Danny, would you like to let everybody know this? Would you like to sing the song that, that has been brought up, which I think is a great song? What the, wake me up before you go go. Who needs a key when we've got Keo? So wake me up. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's, that's, that's very good. <laughs> Don't yeah. be a day job, uh, Danny, though, because singing's not working. Yeah, always, yeah no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Nicholas Skibble, this, this is the key one. Could fetch some money in for the long term. This is not, I if we'll talk about Cole Stockton in a minute. This is not Cole Stockton. Who, if we bring in, we're bringing him in for the purpose of being good now. Kyoso's got a sell on for you. He's only 22 year old, Mick, and he's mm-hmm. already a championship player and is in an exciting attacking position. Which, if you're if you if you're good at it, your market value will absolutely skyrocket. So yeah. there is there is there is it's an investment. This is this this signing is an investment. It's, it's probably one of the things I missed out when I said he's a typical one Paul one signing. Because yeah. um, that's another 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 thing that this recruitment team are looking at, um, and and they just they keep they keep coming up with them. Genuinely, they keep coming up with them. You know, it, it, full confidence in them. Rob Scott is doing a hell of a job. Mm. I completely agree. Um, we've got a few Smith. Do you want to cover the Smith st- Michael Smith stuff, or you want to, or do you want to just leave that? Who? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he's uh, he's cleared out his entire Twitter account. And Instagram's deleted, he's deleted all his posts and everything. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, where are we? Let bygones be bygones. We'll say that until he comes up against us. <laughs> yeah. uh, Danny, talk to us about your trip to Roundwood today because everybody was de- interested mm-hmm. to know did the binoculars <laughs> work? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How did it go? Well, you you're pleased to read it. Actually, need the binoculars. Um, I told my boss about it. And he says, "No, you're keeping those in your bag. We'll get told off." It's like, okay. <laughs> um, but this happened just after I'd finished work. I would, my mum picks me up from work, you see, and I was still waiting for her. And this um, <clears throat> this car arrived, and me ears sort of picked up because it sounded like um, more of a, a foreign accent with his English. It sounded a bit more European. You know, I I couldn't quite picture it. Where it was from, we were either Spain or Portugal, you know that sort of way on. <laughs> and um, he goes, he goes into, he goes into the training ground with um, either his mate or his brother. I'm not sure. And then this other fella who might be the guy driving him round, um, round Rotherham whilst they're uh, whilst they're round here. Uh, and they go into the training ground. They come back out with like training gear, you know, like the, the shirt and the mm-hmm. socks and stuff. And then they all just sort of loiter about a little bit. And I wonder if makes the joke of, uh, oh, it's been really hot round here, but it'll be cold for you. So it's like, it's from somewhere up, somewhere Mediterranean up, you know, around that way. And um, then my mum picks us up and she's we've got like a Rotherham badge on her car. 
So all three of them just watched the car queen going, Ooh, who's this sort of thing? And it was just <laughs> my mum, you know. And um <laughs> and the, and they sort of all looked at me when I said hello to Dan Barlasser because he was outside the training ground as well. I don't think he recognised me, by the way. You know, and someone sort of looks at you and sort of go, I know you from somewhere, but I can't yeah. picture you. <laughs> um, and do a little bit of digging into it. And I'm like 60% sure it's Ruben Rodriguez. Like, I know that's not, I know that's not a lot, but... You know, I'm, I'm not, I didn't, it's not like I walked up to him and went, hi, mate, how are you doing? Have you, have you just signed for Rotherham? Yes, I have. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, we're not talking those sort of assurances, but I'm like 60% sure it's him purely because of the accent and he's like the only foreign-born player that we've mm. been linked to. And, um, yeah, that's my Roundwood story. And I, and I also may have seen uh, Eve's the training ground at some point as well, but not too sure on that one either because it was from a fair distance away. Whilst I was on the trailer of a tractor, so. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we know he's Tom Eves is signing because, as AJ Miller points out, he's ever seen Tom Eves in a Rotherham shirt. Yeah, Tom Eves has done his. It looks like he's done his photo job. Uh, I imagine he's just signing the contracts and going away for that. Um, Ruben Rodriguez, Mick, if that's true, there's them. You then put question marks on Cole Stockton. You're going to spend. The money that Notts County will want on Ruben Rodriguez, which won't be cheap. It might might be similar money you pay for Kielsen, maybe a bit more. And then Cole Stockton, which is probably going to be six, seven hundred k. That's then quite a big outlet, That's million plus. If you if you've got just those three players, yeah. and then Bramall, two hundred k in for Bramall. You're talking well over a million quid invested already. That that that's a big jump from what I've done in the past. Yeah, it's not enough, though, is it? Not enough. I mean, Tony Stewart's just it's different, isn't it? I don't know. No, seriously. I mean, you know, how many more strikers are we going to buy, bring in? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if Tom Eves has, if Tom Eves has signed, are we also going to be bringing in Cole Stockton, Ruben Rodriguez, possibly even Will Grigg? You know, it, it, I think we should tone it down a bit. It can be down a little bit because it's only going to be one or two of the, the absolute outside of that. Is it? We we haven't got any. We've got, it, it, we haven't, don't have any first team strikers at the minute. JJ and, and JJ is going to go out on load. I think we all, I think we're all in agreement with that. We don't know where Kelly is, so in theory we could have right now zero. Well, Connor Washington, one striker. It, it is worth noting as well that Ruben Rodriguez is more of your uh, your second striker and not a centre forward, so he could occupy that position that either Chio or Wiles played uh, behind Smith towards the end of the season. So that could be why we've got Rodriguez, but. Like I say, I'm only 60% sure it's him. It's not nailed on or anything. <laughs> You're not the first person. There's been people, people on Twitter today mention it. Again, it's just Twitter rumours, so we don't buy too much into them. But these rumours tend to start mm. somewhere. Listen, whatever happens, we're going to find out in the next couple of days, you know, mm. uh, next week or so at the most, you would have thought, uh, because we're off to um, Parkgate a week on Friday, a week tomorrow, and then they're off out to Croatia or wherever it is they're off to. So... Um, you know, this, these next probably seven days are going to be pivotal to to, to who is on that aeroplane to Croatia, and uh, you know the the bulk of the squad would you would hope will be there. So we'll see. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah. Um, Brian Burns says, "Call Stockton, are we?" Mm, I don't know. Uh, I don't think he'd be very happy if. Uh, if he signs, he'll know he's second ch- choice to Michael Smith. Um, 
which then may put a doubt in his mind if somebody, if nobody else is interested, is he going to want to spend another season at Morecambe in, in a relegation fight in the League One? I don't know. It's going to be it's going to be different. Uh, Paramount UK, we mentioned this to you earlier, Danny. Can you imagine Washington, Rodriguez, Eve, Stockton, and Will Grigg? Um, be ridiculously exciting. But again, mm. I imagine there's a lot of money on wages, a lot of money on transfer fees on two of those players. Um, it's exciting. This is an exciting time of the season. Very, very exciting time mm. of the season. Any other names that we've meant? We know Combra. We'll talk about Combra probably next episode. But Danny, when he's when he's officially signed, um, is it a good deal? Then do we think Combra? I think so. Or barring a, a medical, um, what do do? Medical barring a medical issue in his medical. Um, I suspect that sounds like a done deal. I think mm. it's not going to turn mm. that terms. I would have thought we will you know, as a championship club. We'll talk more than Lincoln, and as we know nowadays, it's all about the money in it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like an exciting prospect as well. But as you say, talk about him when he signed. If he signs, yeah, definitely. Danny, any other names that we can you can mention? I suppose we can't. Um, I have heard a couple of rumblings about some players, but I'm not allowed to talk about them just yet. Um, they are defensive exactly. players. They are defensive players, so I will say that. So everyone asking about uh, potential hiccups with defensive players, you can hold your horses because there are irons in the fire with those. Uh, I have heard a rumour surrounding Will Grigg, but again, not allowed to talk about it at the minute because it's still up in the air and I don't want to say anything and it not happen and then make myself look like an arse. <laughs> um, but yeah, something is, in the work- <laughs> something is in the works with Grig and I don't believe there is any other serious interest in any of our players. Uh, I know that Barlasser has committed to this year. Chio effectively has committed to this year as well. So all the Swansea fans can be quiet on Twitter, <laughs> which is still quite funny to see. Um, Wiles... Had a little bit of interest from Sheffield United, but that's died down. Uh, I think that that was just a case of him being on a list, but they've mm. explored somewhere else. Um, yeah, and I think probably the next one to be announced. I won't put any money on it because I lose money knowing my luck. But I think the next <laughs> one through the door will be Cohen Bramall. I reckon he'll be the next one announced because I believe he did his medical last week. I think it was. Mm. It, um. Might, might have been this week, can't remember. I've slept since I saw that tweet. <laughs> um, but yeah, exciting times, I think. Very exciting times. I think we'll certainly see maybe two, possibly three, before the Parkgate game next Friday. So very exciting times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The AGML says there'll be a couple of signings. Yeah, tomorrow, if if you had the better five, you get, you're going to get Tom Eves and Cohen Bramall on Friday, I would guess. Um mm. We'll see. We will see. We'll see. We'll see. Anything else we want to cover uh, on this? Can we talk about the uh, disgraced fake account, Chris Cook? Um, you can, was... but I feel like it's going to be skin, <laughs> <don't I? laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm glad the account's been deleted now, but that Chris Cook account, anything that I've heard from him is basically nonsense. What uh, was... about then? It, it, was, it. it was just someone stirring part, wasn't it? I don't know. I, yeah, I, I was just curious that one. It just seemed it all seemed very peculiar, lots and lots mm. of very specific stuff, and then um, just yeah. And then it got outed. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Well, you get that. You get that. Well, to be fair, he's, he's, he did good to to fool so many people. I suppose uh, yeah. he's clearly, you know, a bit of an idiot. But 
<laughs> I, I, at the same time, I have a bit of respect for him, but calling that many people, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Uh, like I said, we've we covered the Smith and Icky thing to death on the on the YouTube episode on Wednesday night. So if you want to go back and listen to that, there's not really much else that's come out that's worth mentioning, uh, unless you two have got anything else that you want to cover on it. I, I think I think we've just about covered everything last night that we that we want to say recorded. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. It's um, yeah. We don't, do we don't care, do we? Do we do we really care? We don't care. Okay, yeah. But All right. well now we've had twenty four hours to, to, to get over it and it's just yeah, probably a blessing in disguise, I suspect. Like which is what I mentioned to yes what I kind of alluded to yesterday, I think, um in my view. And then we talked about it earlier on in this podcast as well, about you know, the baggage that they carry with them in the championship. Mm. Uh, and I think if if we all put our hands on our hearts and what we would all probably admit to ourselves that we feel that maybe Michael Smith has overachieved this season and he probably wouldn't have ended up having the same season in the Championship as he's just had in League One. I think if we were all honest with ourselves. So... If, you, if you took your Rotherham United hat off, yes. that's maybe what you'd be saying. With our yeah. United hats on, I think we, we would have believed yeah. it. I, I, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But but that's me not being bothered, obviously. Um <laughs> I'll be involved. Yeah. Whatever sure it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, Joanne Simpson, this this one I found this really interesting. The, the club put out statements last night. The club didn't wish either of them the best. They thanked them for the service, Danny, and they took a leaf out of my book. I'm sure they didn't copy me, but took a leaf out of my book by not wishing them well in their career going forward because of because of where I assume because of where they've gone. Uh, wish them well as people, but. I thought it was interesting the club didn't say good luck or anything like that. As a club, we normally do. Mm. It was interesting, the wording of the mm. uh, of the announcement articles as well, saying they're very disappointed. Um, but it wasn't really a wishing well. It was just uh, off, off you go and, and good luck to you. You know, it wasn't even no, that. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it, it wasn't even that. I mean, with, with Joe Matic, there was the big... Um, Big fanfare about him him being released, and uh, and he was very thankful to Rotherham because uh, um, when it got announced he joined Harrogate, he actually thanked the fans for seven. I think was it like seven years, seven years with us or something, so, yeah. something like that. Like that. Um, whereas we've sort of gone, we're very disappointed that this has happened, which makes you think. I, I mean, this is Tim Foyle hat time, but it may have been a bit shifty how the move came about. Um, we, we've talked about this a little bit in. Um, in the exclusive YouTube episode, but it does make you think that the club wasn't happy with how it was dealt with. Uh, maybe not, maybe at a, an agent level, maybe at a player level. We don't know. I don't, I don't think we'll ever know, to be fair. Uh, we can only assume that so much shifty happened and the club was right royally annoyed about it. And that's why they've just gone, yeah, on your back, off you go, sort of yeah. thing. And we'll, we'll move on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think what we will say is uh, I've finished on two points. First of all, just be careful. People, people abusing Michael Smith. Please don't go. Too, be, yeah, well, you can be, you can go too far. You can let's not be nasty about it. You're allowed to be upset about it. You're allowed to voice frustrations. Don't get nasty. Don't be abusive. Try and hold your tongue if you can, please, because there's no need for abuse um, in any form, and certainly that one. And secondly, I would just say I've, I fully support the club and the actions they've taken, the efforts they've done, and their statement last night. I think. 
the club have come out looking like they've been screwed over. But I think they've done everything they could do. I think they've done everything in good faith. I think that's maybe the best way I can put it. Mm. Um, and I'm glad that it's my club and we're in the championship. Anyway, uh, <laughs> there we go. Say, we Mick, go. Mick is, is that Darren Moore outside your window trying to get you to sign a three-year deal? <laughs> well, there's a knocking then. There is a conspiracy that um, we, we, we've got. I've got together with club and. Obviously, Sheffield Wednesday is trying to sign every Michael in Rotherham with the hope that uh, one of them's got some talent. So um, we, we've, we've got his heads together and, and every Michael in Rotherham signed a contract with Rotherham United and then off down to Swillsborough. My appointment at Swillsborough is tomorrow. Um, hopefully, I'm going to get myself a transfer fee and, uh, and 20k a week. Like yeah, it. Yeah, they'll get one. They'll find one. <laughs> I could just see you and Barry Bannon pulling strings in Middle of Park. Oh, mate. <laughs> like that, me and Barry. <laughs> give me a shirt they gave me oh, yeah. a shirt the lad would you, I would have thought that at the end of the season the person we would like most is Barry Bannon out of oh, all those players what yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, respect for him I'll be honest yeah big time big time mm. um, but he's in league one yeah, yeah. Um, yeah last call for anything else we've gone and we've gone on a bit longer than we want to if you want to, if you want to go watch it it's 20 minutes with Will Daniels on it I think it's quite good. Uh, I think it's it's honest, at least. I suppose that's the best way I can put it. We were very honest about how we felt and things like that. Um, anything else for tonight's episode? Um, yeah. What was that? Yeah. Yeah, Nick. Time to move on. Yeah. To anything else? Or just... <laughs> yeah, well, not whatever you want. <laughs> Just they were more <laughs> a philosophical time to move on rather than an actual move on. Though. Right, okay, got you, got you, got you. <laughs> Danny, did you, were you going to say something then? Um, I'm going to echo what Ben Sharp says. At least Ladipo had the balls to tell us where he stood with the club, mm. and I'm quite surprised that Ladipo's come out of the three the three big players leaving looking the best because he was really? upfront and honest, really, wasn't he? So yeah, out of the three of them, not turning up for the last few games. Yeah, there's that. But it, but Freddie's now got the best of the well wishing mm. at Ipswich than the other two have at Wednesday. From me, anyway. That's probably true. Would have thought that. <laughs> Would have thought that a week ago. Freddie, uh, if you want to come on the podcast and tell us what happened, just you know, email us, give us a ring, that sort of thing. I'll, I'll put it out there. If, if Mike, <laughs> if you want to come on the podcast and talk to us and tell us what happened, we'll happily talk. To you. I don't expect that, and I'm not saying I'm not saying please come on. I'm just. The offers open to all players. Uh, yeah, tell your former. side of the story. Current and former. Um, there we go. If, is anybody going to the cricket tomorrow on Friday night? Danny's going. I am. I don't know yet. I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow. <laughs> I have no idea. I may, I, it may, I may do it. It depends on what time I finish work. I don't know what time I'm going to finish. So, Cool. Um, yeah, I don't know either, to be honest with you. So we may see you there. We may see you not. You'll see Danny. Uh, I think it'd be nice to see the players, to be honest with you. Um, it would be a bit of a, nice to see everybody again, the ones that have stayed. Uh, and then we've got Parkgate next week. Uh, we are re- next Thursday's episode. I'm going to call it now. We are recording a bit earlier at 7 o'clock next Thursday because we're recording at a, a, on location somewhere. So that may go badly. It may go well. We will see. <laughs> uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, please subscribe if you haven't already. We, we shot up last night, unsurprisingly. How many people going over there? Um Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, five-star rating, all that amazing stuff that you do already. 
like I said, say hello if you see Danny of me or Mick tomorrow or at Parkgate next week. If you want to be involved in the post-match that we're trialling next week at Parkgate, let us know. We only need one or two people. It's not going to be 50 people there. So if one or two people want to let us know, and we'll see how that goes before rolling out full-time in the season. Mick, uh, just if, if if I be your agent, I'll get a cut of your fee at Wednesday, won't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the cool. problem is, what you've got to understand is that my fee is Henderson's. I'm being paid in Henderson's. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh, but, but the rest of it, transfer figures to Rotherham, you see. Or oh, I, 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 that or Tuna. I, 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 I'd rather smell her Henderson. I'll find another Michael. It's fine. I'll yeah, find yeah, another Michael. Yeah. Uh, and Danny, always a pleasure. Are you back at Roundwood tomorrow? I am. <clears throat> I am there at 8 o'clock while 2. Uh, so if anyone fancies round of golf, come and say hello to me on the course. <laughs> yeah. And, but just beware, Sam Todd and the media guys. Danny will be watching. So if you're trying to guess the player in secretly, put him under a coat or something. Will oh, be oh, Sam, Danny Sam will Tosk see them. Gonna, it, Sam's going to be looking at over the door at Roundwood like a hawk trying to see me now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All uh, right. Brilliant. Thank you all. I hope you've had a lovely sunny few weathers and we'll see you very, very soon. Thank you very much. Bye. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.